0: God,
1: family, nation. For example, okay, okay, this I'm saying. For example, the average person I know participates in recreational drugs with jobs. So, although you know I can look up to you or 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 be influenced, I mean, or or, or be positively influenced by you, because you work at nine to five, at the end of the day, outside the nine to five, you on weed all day long.
2: Okay, well, let me give you let me give you a real life example, right? I give you a real life example. It was a point in time where I did recreational stuff, right? And I remember talking to my little cousins, right. And at the time, I'm in my 20s, they were, let me see, I'm, um, 14. So I, I was about 12 or 13 when the oldest one was born. So I about I got like 13, 13 in the range of like 13 to 18 years, I think, on my little cousins, right? The oldest mm-hmm. one, I'm 13 years older. The youngest one, I'm about 18 years older. And they were in their teens, right? So I'm in my 20s, they're in their early teens and i remember telling them now mind you i'm doing recreational stuff and they know this my little cousins know what i do they did not seen it they've been exposed to it not necessarily doing i ain't never done it with them but they didn't they know i've indulged in these things they've seen me do some things so um but as i got a little older right i started changing my ways and conducting myself better but i've never i've never uh encouraged that kind of behavior from them, right? And as I as I started to mature and change for the better, you know, I tried to pass that on to them. Right? Uh and I remember they were sitting we were sitting they were sitting outside one day. It was it was at night. It was one time one night. And it, the next-door neighbor, he was around their age, right? And they were hanging out, they were sitting in the driveway, and I remember coming outside telling them like, man, listen, you know, y'all need to be doing this and not doing this and do this. And I'm like, y'all seen what I did and what I went through. You seen what my brother did and what he went through. You seen what your uncle did and what he went through, which is my first cousin. And they're they're my second cousin, right? They're my cousin's children. And so I'm like, y'all seen us do it the wrong way. And now you seeing, seeing me and you seeing, you know, we, we see us getting together. We're trying to do it the right way now. And so don't go down that road. That we did that, don't do that. That's gonna lead you to the penitentiary. That's gonna you either gonna you know it's gonna get you killed, put you in the penitentiary, or just you know you are gonna be a no hope for the future type dude. And I said, I said y'all, if you and I told him, I said if y'all keep going the way you're doing, I said I, I'm not gonna say his name, but I said the, the next door the neighborhood was the young cat. I said he, I said this dude right here, he gonna be working with it, raising, taking care of his family, and y'all gonna still be out here doing what you're doing, running from the laws, trying not to get killed and this was about 10 Oh mm, uh, yeah about i would say about 12 13 years ago right fast forward i went i went to the states a couple Some i think the not this past summer but the summer before past i went to the states and i go to my mom's house and who i see he pull up with a lawnmower jump out Cut my mom' grass. He come back. He cut her grass. He got a, got a little hustle, of the lawn service on top. He got a job. And he got a little lawn service, and he cut my mom's grass. It's the next door neighbor. They moved, but it's the young the youngster. He grown now. You know, he working, cutting the grass, and uh, and he, the and the reason why I even remember this is because he told me because I completely forgot about that conversation. That was just one night, you know, and uh, I I went you know shook his hand, hugged him. I ain't seen him. I ain't seen him in years, you know. And uh, I asked him how he doing, he got a little girl, you know, he, him and his, you know, he with his, with his girl and they got the apartment and, you know, he got a little girl, a little baby girl or whatever, he working, handling his business or whatever. And uh, he said to me, he, and he he told me that situation. He, he reminded me of that situation. He said, man, I remember that night we was out there, man, you said this. He said that it, it always stuck with me. I never forgot that. And, you know, and sure enough, it came to pass almost how I said it. You know, my, my little cousins, kept making bad decisions and you know i mean i i am not I, I can't even say the stuff you know what i'm saying for legal reasons some <laughs> i can't even say you know what i'm saying but they made all these bad decisions I laugh because I mean, it's funny it's just cuz you can relate to it cuz yeah, i know i, I, I know that laugh it. like you understand it right so yeah. but he but he like because he because what i said stuck with him he chose to listen they chose not to listen so is it my fault that, cause I'm the older generation, I'm their big cousin, right? Is it my fault that they chose not to follow after me? They chose not to listen to me, or is it their fault? Like, you see what I'm saying? So, yeah. when, when you talk about and this to a ninth point, when you talk about the 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 negative influences, yes, yes, they're there. But there's part that's good and negative. Like, it's like in the scripture, right? Choose you this day whom you will serve. I put before you life and death. So. Like, yes, you blame the devil for doing wrong. But at the end of the day, it's your decision, your choice.
3: But that that goes hand in hand with what I was saying earlier about coming of age and understanding. Because once you understand that there's another option to what you're doing, and you're not doing these things out of total ignorance anymore, then you have the responsibility to choose to do Otherwise, and that's why I said the accountability aspect is is balanced because, yeah, the younger, the older generation can teach as much as they want, but if the ears ain't open and the mind ain't open, it's falling on deaf ears. Might as well be speaking to a brick wall. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure we all can relate and say, yeah, we had people in our community telling us right from wrong, and we all could probably relate and say, yeah, I remember such and such told me this and I ain't listen and then sure enough this happened you know what I'm saying everybody right, got those right things. yeah
2: because yeah. the most High sent warning through different people and yeah. yeah I think everybody had been warned and didn't listen so, so now I, I want I want to kind of throw a little plot twist in here right because yeah. we coming in from one angle I want to come and come but coming, in coming in come, come, come in I want to try to come at it from a different angle right uh and uh and so i'm gonna get to i want to get to this diabolical plot or this theoretical diabolical plot right i think there's something that i want to uh explore but before i do that i and and i'm going back to you brother Nyan. you said something it's in your um when you first started to the last time you spoke uh, in in your initial uh statement you said that you said something about the previous generation or generation before they put us in a situation and now we something we got to come out of the situation. And so that, that resonated with me, ding, ding, ding. And so I want to ask you brother Niam, and maybe you can clarify this or maybe you can double down on this and and give, and give a fuller perspective. But is it, do you think that the generation before us, did they put us in a situation or did they leave us in a situation?
1: I would have to say, and once again this is not 100% their fault. But I would have to say both. Because the 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 I'm not sure if 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 I conveyed this properly, but what I was trying to say since the beginning is that I feel like the older generation they don't take they don't they don't they don't want to take responsibility for the part that they played. Not, so, not that they're solely responsible for it, but when you but, hear but they the have, things but they say- they have a part say, to play. Yeah, they yeah, play the part. Yeah, exactly, so how exactly. do they
2: take responsibility?
1: Well, the way that they can take responsibility is, instead of always saying, man, you know, back in my day, these kids, they ain't act like that. You know, these kids, wow. The way that they can take responsibility or or the way that they can help out is simply by being a elder to a younger person.
3: Mm. You know, you know just like a,
1: just just like listen, it's nothing that we should want from them outside of their wisdom, their knowledge. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Or should I say, it's nothing more that we should ask of them at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like like right, wisdom, right. wisdom and knowledge is key, and we need to soak it up from our elders. It tell you you're supposed to wear we out the doorstep of the elders. So I feel what like we need the you, what, what
2: is it? It tell you what? What you talking about? I believe is in the book of Sirach. Okay, the, Bible, the Bible, right? Yeah, in the Bible. and the Apocrypha, yeah. which is in the original 1611 King James Bible, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I, man, listen, that's I think that's probably the most solid thing that people should take away from this conversation is that when we talk about the generational gap, it's not about what you say. Because yeah, like we say, everybody that told us this and told us that, and that's part of the issue is that, uh, you know, a pair of lips will say anything sometimes, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? So just because somebody tell you something, as a younger person, I'm not so much a younger person anymore, as brother Nine I like to keep pointing out and reminding me how I'm older now. I keep forgetting I'm not, like, in my mind, I ain't that old, but in reality, I'm that old, right? So <laughs> um, we have to, like, as a younger person, so many people tell us so much stuff and everybody don't know what they talking about. And a lot of times the older person, you might tell a young person something and they get frustrated because they didn't heed your advice and they didn't take what you said. But it's like, how do I know you know what you are talking about? You give me advice about uh, a street gang, but you ain't never been in the game. You ain't never gang bang off. You did, I don't know nothing about it. So why would I take your advice? Like, you know, the scripture tell you to um, uh, seek wise counsel. Right, I'm not gonna go to a person that worked for the cable company for counsel about how to get out of a situation in the streets. Now, you might have been through that kind of stuff, but how do I know? I don't, you know, what I'm saying, and so that's when that that lack of communication comes in, right? Because all I know is that you work for the cable company, you work for, uh, you're a manager at, at Macy's, or you, you know, you drive a, a you know, an eighteen wheeler. I don't know that you. Got locked up for doing the same stuff I'm doing 20, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and you came out and changed your, your, your whole situation. Or uh, or maybe you haven't. Maybe you just seen it enough times to know. But the point being, action speak louder than the word. Pair lips say anything. You talking to somebody is not necessarily enough. And I think that's kind of what you were saying, right, Brother Nyan? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. If, if you think um,
2: action, right? You got to get out yeah, there and, and let people see your life. And, and, and show people that you really care by getting in the trenches with them. Because you can see, it's easy to sit on the sideline and say, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. And when you are talking at somebody, like that, that don't help me. I, I remember going through stuff like this, you know, dealing with older people telling me stuff. And they saying, you need to do this and you need to do that. That don't help me. You telling me what I need. I know what I need to do. How to do it is what what, what, what my issue is. Mm-hmm. You, you need, know, to, you that, you need to get out them the streets. Someone, How do I get out the streets? Hey, you need to can get I, I a say job. one more How thing real right, quick before job. you go? Yeah.
1: All right, I just wanted to say that, man, having elders in the community is very, it's probably one of the most vital things that we need in our community. Because think about it. We talking about a nation, right? You got the older people, you got the younger people, right? which creates a society when you think about any movie that you've seen any ancient movie you've seen where they had things a lot more intact than what we do today right you always see that the elders is the one that's given wise counsel i'll give you an example when you watch the movie 300 you got king leonidas right so at the end of the day he made the decisions but yet he was there with all those aged men sitting there receiving instruction in different things like that, giving him different ideas and different wisdom because they're much older than him. They've been around the block. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's something that's 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 very pivotal. Eldership or should I say older people are for eldership and and for guidance. Younger people is, you know, what I'm saying we more like the warriors and things like that. But we definitely need elders to guide us.
2: And what, you made, what you made me think of, right, and going back to what Brother Corey had said about going back to the drawing board. And I think about in ancient times during, during the, you know, uh, when Israel ruled, right, under David, Solomon, Jeroboam, Rehoboam, you know, uh, even Saul and all the kings after that, right, they had a council. And generally, it was a council of people that had been around, that, that was around when their father or whoever the king before them was there. And they seen situations because life is history repeat itself. And somehow we've gotten away from valuing the input of our elders, of people who've been there before. We somehow we have we don't value that. Right. Uh, but brother Corey, you had some because I want to get to this diabolical plot. Yeah, I'm gonna try to say it real quick because I got to yeah. switch over
3: my computers. I actually left my charger job, so
2: oh, that's right, yeah.
3: I that's grab right. It. But I was gonna say, um, you guys made some very interesting points. I'm holding yeah. Hostage, <laughs> um, I believe in Sudan they have like this park where it's just elders sitting on the bench all day, so these young people are able to just oh man, he died.
2: He died off. All right, so listen. Brother Palau, get to this diabolical plot, And Brother Nye, I want you to come in and uh, hopefully uh, Brother Corey won't take too long to get back on so he can kind of respond to this as well and go back to his point he was making. But here's my... Here's something I want to consider, right? The, the United States government has made a career out of removing our wisest people out of our community. The wisest people in the community, they they find one way or another to get them out of there. Put them in prison or they kill them. Point blank. That's just what happens. Somebody's wise enough to lead the people, to uh, encourage the people, to impart wisdom on the next generation, to build them up, to be able to stand on their own, to be able to see things clearly. They get killed or they get put in prison. So what what is your response to that? Like is it is, is it really did the older generation really fail us or we overlooking the fact that the United States government has made it their business to make sure that we don't have anyone to look to to lead us. We don't have any true wise elders in our community that can lead us. We talk about you know, we talk about Fred Hampton. We talk about uh, the Black Panthers, Bobby Seale, Huey Newton. I mean, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Anybody, even I mean, Muhammad Ali. He stood up for mm-hmm. something. I mean, he wasn't the wisest, you know, leader of our people, but he was a he was an older man that we looked to. They locked him up because he stood for something. So is, mm-hmm. you know it, did, did, our, did our generation, did the generation before us, did they really fail us or do, are we overlooking the fact that they were strategically removed from us and they just left us with the unwise elders, with the unwise leadership? Because a wow. person can't teach what they don't know. They lock up all mm-hmm. the wise men and leave you with the old fools. Then you have a, a, a new generation, you have a generation of young fools because old fools used to be young fools. Right. So then so then now you have a that repetitive cycle a bunch of fools running around, young people doing foolish things. I, I don't mean disrespect nobody calling about a fool, but you know, people doing foolish things because the wise get locked up and get separated. Cause I and I, I use one example and I'll let you i pass it to you, brother Palau. I think about um this brother uh H Rap Brown. You know, this brother is sharp, man. And they asked him in the sixties about a black president in the sixties. And he said exactly in the sixties, he broke it down, and exactly what he said is what you saw happen with Barack Obama. The, that may, uh, you put a black man in office, there's nothing he can do. He can't help his people. He has a job to do. He that the man is not going to change the seat. The seat is going to change the man. And I, I, I'm paraphrasing it, but he broke it down clear as day. This brother is sharp, and they put the, he's a political prisoner to this day if he's still alive, and they will they isolated him from other inmates because he has the he has the mental capacity to motivate and change the minds of the people they don't want him around other inmates so that's just one example i can think of of how they took the wives of our community the leaders of our community and they locked them away right or they kill them so you know that's so is it is it are we are we overlooking that part
0: no, nah, we're not overlooking it. I mean, it's definitely out there. You know, so they definitely understand that. Even they did it with the Native American Indians. They went in and they, huh. They went in and they, and they, um, you know, they befriended the elders. You know, I said of the of the Native American tribes and and, and made promises with them and, and broke the promises and stuff like that. And they seen the punishments, like the people, our people, seen the punishments what happened to those elders that stood up or those you'll call freedom fighters you know what i'm saying stood up and and did those things but at the same time what happened is it's still wise people out there but what happened is the elders today they conform because they some of them might be
2: scared well that's what i was saying they take and so i'm asking so let me let me kind of recap for brother corey because i know you had dropped out um so the question i ask is you know did the older generation really fail us or was are we overlooking the fact that the united states government ha- has made a career of removing our wisest and strongest men out of our communities and I, so they, they took all the wise men all the strong men and they left the the feeble-minded and the foolish to lead and guide us because as young people, we we gotta look up to somebody. You lock up all the leaders, you kill all the leaders, all the people that that's, that can stand for something, that can actually impart wisdom and have understanding. You kill them, you lock them up. Yeah. You separate them from the people, then you leave them with the with the old people, the older the, the older generation that don't have that capacity to lead with wisdom and understanding. And this is who we have to look forward to. So now you have a whole generation of people emulating the people that you know that wasn't. You know, strong-minded or didn't have the same wisdom and understanding that the ones that got killed and locked up did. So is yeah. that the case? Is this what we're suffering from? Or did the older generation fail us?
3: I think we are uh to a large degree suffering from that because that goes back to slavery. That's where it all started. And when slavery ended, it became uh, uh, a systemic thing. We have to keep, we have to break them down systemically. So we're going to do it through the educational system, we're gonna do it through the political system, we're gonna do it through uh, so many different avenues that they're not gonna even be able to piece it together and say, well, this is the issue. So when we talk about leaders, as I mentioned earlier with Malcolm X, Malcolm X says something very key back in the day in terms of us, uh, he, he said, you know, in every other community, the entertainers, the comedians and so forth are not leaders. They're entertainers. Mm-hmm. And one of the key people he pointed out was Dick Gregory at that time. Because, you know, Malcolm X and Dick Gregory were contemporaries. Ironically speaking, when Malcolm X passed and in our generation, Dick, Dick Gregory is looked at as a leader. You see he what I'm saying? and everything. <laughs> yeah. Looked at as a leader. People look to Dick Gregory. Not to say he's not wise. He's a very wise man. He was ex- extremely wise. But we're talking about drawing a line between a leader and an entertainer. Today, they're interchangeable. Uh, these rappers, these inter- these actors, these basketball players are considered the leaders in our community. We don't have real leaders. We have people that grew up selling dope that got a record deal as a leader. He has uh, 5 million followers on Instagram and he has uh, all these deals and he's been put up by the media to to speak and, and to tell people, oh, go, go, go vote for Biden or go do this, or don't do this and do that. And we actually follow these people. And we say, because they got money, they must be doing something right. So I wanna follow this person's footsteps. So in our community now, we reject wise counsel for success and monetary gain in a lot of ways. Some people are, 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 are working for the system for monetary gain. And then some people will ignore the wisdom and ignore everything else and go after the things that are, you know, pleasing to them. So I just think that the government has done a very good job, a very good job breaking us down and choosing our leaders for us, giving us our leaders, and giving our leaders the script they want them to follow and what they want to, you know, instill in the youth. Like Anayan said, they have. Certain things, they want to be normal by certain generations. So by 2020, this has to be a norm. By 2025, this needs to be a norm. This year, wearing a mask needed to be a norm. That's where we're at now. So in 10 years, it might be pedophilia needs to be the norm, and everybody needs to accept it. And the Mm -hmm. people that don't accept it, they're going to be old. Oh, they're old. Don't listen to them. They don't know what they're talking about. Those are those Bible thumpers. So hey, hey, gov- The government has a big, a big hand in all of this. So I would oh yeah, they, they definitely
0: do, bro. Let me let me let me tell you something. Um out here in Kenya, right? I right, look, this is crazy, because this is how you know the government got their hand in messing and get they got their hand It'll play a big part in our generational gap. They um I right, the Kikuyu Bantu tribe out here. They got, it's a tribe, it's a, it's a clan in the tribe called the Wambui tribe, and they like your leadership tribe, right? And it's a lineage of all the chiefs that come, you know like I'm saying, a, li- a lineage that all the chiefs come from and all that. Now, when the, um when Britain came over here, and started warring with the Kikuyus and stuff like that, with them freedom fighters and stuff like that. And they took over the chiefs. When they took over the chief, the president that you got now today, uh, Kenyatta, his father, you know what I'm saying? He was the first elected president that the Britons, they put in there, you know what I'm saying? And then all the chiefs that came from that lineage of the Wambui clan, they knocked all the royalty chiefs out and they placed their own. The government put their own chiefs, you know what I'm saying, over the Kikuyu chap. You know what I'm saying? They placed their own, so.
2: This, this is a pattern that we see from the Europeans.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same tactic, everywhere they go. It's the same thing. That's the scary thing about all of this. We think this is something new. It's the same tactics. And we actually learned about that when we went to Kenya. We went to the museum and they were telling us how the Europeans came and colonized and one thing they did was after they went into Kenya, they went to India and got slaves and brought them to Kenya to work on a trip. Mm-hmm. So it's like the same pattern. They, they did something to the native Indians, then they went to Africa to get us. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's it's an interesting uh, pattern, but this is the stuff that this race has done and they don't do anything new. These are the same tactics. We're, not, we're just not hip, you know what I'm saying?
2: so yeah all right so let's conclude this whole thing brother Nyan. um you i i kind of want to see hear your response to the theory that i put forth as far as the fact that it's not so much because i'm not going to say the generation before us didn't fail us right but why they failed us is what i'm looking at is it you know what do you do you think that there's some merit to that the fact or the 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 this claim that i'm putting forth or this theory that i'm putting forth that it's not so much that they just dropped the ball so to speak but it was a, it was a diabolical plot orchestrated by the united states government to put us to remove our wise leaders and leave us with the unwise leaders or do you think yeah, we just, yeah, yeah. just dropped the ball
1: no, no no i mean i definitely think that that plays a big part in it like if you take the head the body of fall you know what i'm saying you take out the shepherd the flock of you know uh, uh basically you know scattered so i mean definitely like for example you had a uh a serious effort put towards taking down the black panthers you had a serious effort taken uh, uh towards taking down any black people that could be uh any type of opposing threat to the government
2: COINTELPRO. as a matter
1: of fact yeah exactly cointelpro as a matter of fact matter of fact i believe it was uh j edgar hoover who said that um you know, they basically had to make sure that it would not be another Black Messiah, meaning, you know, somebody black that can come and basically, you know, liberate the people and, you know, to try to cause any type of uproar, or any type of um, opposing uh, offense towards the government, or anything like that. So, yeah, I definitely believe that that definitely plays a a a, a very big part in it.
3: All right, but you know man, that's another thing too. We have to look at the efforts that our forefathers made to liberate us when the times, they did try to set us free from the oppression of other people, and did try to set us free and show us what it was to live in a community, to police ourselves, because that's what the Black Panthers did. You know, they were doing a lot of uh, community work. They were, you know, standing up for uh, the people in the community, making sure people weren't being uh, taken advantage of, taken advantage of, or harmed, and things like that. And when they saw us. Operating in that capacity with structure, with uh, with honor, and with and with organization, they're like this is not we can't have this. You know, this is going to mess up our money. It's going to mess up our country. A nation divided against itself can't stand. We need to have these people under our rulership, under our command. We don't want these people to be a nation within this nation. You get know what I'm saying? Essentially, what we are is we are a nation within a nation. And when you have uh, a nation in your nation, you have to keep that nation under your power or that nation at any time to rise up and overthrow yeah. you. And this is what they realized. This is the same thing that the Pharaoh in Egypt said. He said, unless these people get to this point and somebody come against our country and they join with these people, we need to do something to keep these people under our thumb. Mm. That's what we're. That's what has happened to us. You know what I'm saying? They don't want us to have any inkling of organization or functionality. We can't be functional in this in, in that country, and that's yeah, what it is. keep
2: us divided so we don't unite. But then we but we have this blind loyalty to to the United States. But the United States has no loyalty to us. Yeah. So you know, if, if another country was to come against America, we're gonna fight for America
3: yeah we, have, we, have,
2: we, we, we probably if Africa was to unite if, if half the African nations or all the African nations was to unite and come against America I think the Africans in America would probably join the U.S. military and fight to save America I think they would too <laughs> yep. and, I, and I, you know so that, that's a good point you make right that's a good yeah. point but we got to wrap this up so now I want to kind of change the focus to solution what ideas and thoughts do you have as far as what would be a solution to bridge the generational gap between the elders or the the, the 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 you know the generation? How do we how do we going forward? Because we can't undo the past, right? We can't change the minds of and, and the situation of our people now. But going forward, how do what would you suggest that we do and how do we proceed going forward so that we don't make the same mistakes or, or repeat the same Actions and situate and create the same environment mm-hmm. that we're in now. What do we do going forward, so that we don't, so that we are able to bridge that gap or disseminate information and and make sure that we are able to build the, the next generation up better than what we are. How do we reverse? Man. How do we reverse the curse? There you go. <laughs> I mean, we gotta do it. it. We gotta
0: do what the Bible say. I mean, and one thing that we fail to realize that. That we don't probably not saying consider yeah we have wise elders that's that's out here and some that dad and some that's had and around and that want to get information but we got the bible you know what I'm saying? which is a lot of elderly wisdom in there we need this whole solution we need to do with the bible you know something asking us to do seek ye out of the book and read and go seek, go, 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 go to the doorsteps of the elders. You know what I'm saying? Go to these people that, that that's, because I love to talk to people that's like 80 years old, 90 years old, you know what I'm saying? For real, because they got a lot of information. You know what I'm saying? People that's 50
2: years old. Even somebody that's 10 or 20 years older than you. Yeah, 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 definitely. And one definitely. thing I learned, one thing I learned is that people, the, the generation before, they really, really, really appreciate when a younger person comes to them and is willing to listen and learn, you know, and receive what they have to offer. Cause they might, you know, I might can't tell you everything, but I can tell you something and, it's, and it's, it's very much appreciated. I just remember when I was going to tech school, right? I was older when I was, I was like my mid twenties when I saw when I went to tech school, right? and uh and there were people older than me that were going to tech school like they had careers but they wanted to get this in in order to advance their careers and then there was people that was fresh out of high school 18 19 years old and so i'm in my mid-20s and uh you know and i'm in there and i'm i'm kicking with some of the young boys you know 18 19 from 18 to about you know to 20 21 you know I'm, I'm kicking with these dudes, you know, um, in classes and whatnot. And they had this young this young dude, man, if he, I wish, I hope he, I hope he hit this man, Boss, man. I'm not gonna say his government name, but he went by Boss, you know, everybody from his hood know who he is, you know what I'm saying? Boss, young cat, man, but he was he was a solid dude, man. And he had, you know, he had some clout in his, in his neighborhood. And, uh, but one thing I, I liked about Boss, man, he was young and he was going to tech school, you know, he, and his environment, you know it was real you know it was, it was it was one of them you know he came from that environment bro you know what yeah. i'm saying and mm-hmm. uh but ball shoes is just he used to soak up game man He's, you know he we be talking about stuff and you know and, and because i'm old i, I done had some experience i'm just talking about my life and some of my experience bro he and he just he soaked the game up and i said and i and i know that i say, man he different than a lot of youngsters i'm you know people his age that i'm i encountered i'm like bro you you listen like I noticed it, it stood out to me the fact that he listened. He would listen and take it and take it in. And so, and I'm just looking, I'm looking at how he and I'm saying he ain't doing the same stuff people his age doing. He ain't making all the dumb moves. People that come from his environment and in the in the conditions that he come from. Like, you know, there's other young people that, that his age, they were making probably better decisions than he was making, better, better decisions than I had made. But they came from two parent homes. You know, they were put in a position to succeed. And when I went to his environment, when I went to his, he stayed, you know, it, it's going down. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I couldn't be lacking, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, but I was a little old. I had been through some stuff, so I wasn't going to be slipping no way because I, you know, I know how real it is. Right. And uh, but it's just I just remember really appreciating the fact that he was a young dude that listened he wasn't like my little cousin them that just you know you could tell them the truth all day all day all long and just they're not gonna receive it. i'm like man this young dude so this young dude listen man so when you talk about seeking out the elders and finding the elder people man they they can't wait to find somebody to pour all this wisdom and knowledge into they can't wait so that's some wise words man and for anybody listening man if you younger i don't care i mean if you Man, fine, I don't care how old you are. If you're 90 years old, and it's somebody that's 103 years old, go sit down and listen to them. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's it's so much to learn out here, man. It's so much to learn, and people got so much life experience, man. And just, even if it's your mom or your dad, just say, you know, sit down and say, mom, you know, teach me something. You know, what was what was this and what was that? And you'd be surprised what you can learn just by listening to people, man. Yeah, you can open yourself up and, and, and being willing to receive because, yeah, you know, to, you know, I, the, the, there is a generational gap, but I think we touched on a few reasons why that gap exists, and we also realize that we have to take responsibility to bridge that gap as well as the older people, you know, because we can't necessarily expect that the, the generation before us to come and say, "Hey, come sit down and listen. I'm gonna make you get this knowledge." You know, cause some people want to, some people want that. They want you to make them do the right thing. <laughs> people, some people want that, you know. But that's not always the case, you know. It, but sometimes you gotta you you gotta sit down and say, hey, can you please teach me what you know? Can you share with me the knowledge and wisdom that you have and pass it on to me? I'll be I'll be the person the the, the uh, record keeper. I'll take this knowledge and pass it on and pass it on, pass it. so much. Wealth of information that's probably died with people because there was no one who was willing to receive it. No, that's real though,
0: and that's that's you said something key. That's that's something that's something deep. You know, what I'm saying real
3: time. That's, that's it's really a quote that says that when an elderly person dies, like a library it down. Yeah,
2: you know mm-hmm.
3: that's that's a fact. You know, and, and the, the the thing is, when you talk to a lot of elderly people, like people in nursery homes, they all they want is somebody to talk to. That's it. To like mm-hmm. That's it. it. That's too. it. They don't want nothing else. They just want somebody yeah. to talk like, to you. Somebody like the missing ear. And now
2: it's so crazy because the technology we have, you can just you can get a phone, a microphone, and sit down with somebody and just let them tell you their whole life story. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the in the wealth of information that can come from that. Yeah. And that so you can apply, man. Yeah.
3: It's videos out there, and I've seen them and I actually enjoy watching them where somebody went to these elderly people and it was like, what's one message? If you had one life message to sum up life and that you would send to the youth and everybody would write down this one thing, do this or don't do this. Or like, for example, um, spend more time with the people you love. like, little messages, stuff that might you think Mm -hmm. is cliche, but when you sit and think about it, it's like, wow, like I never looked at it that way. It's profound. And that's Mm -hmm. one thing a lot of the elders have, like, we have to convey points in many words. Sometimes an the elder they can get hit. They, they be having a Man. one hit of quitters. You know what I'm saying? And then you I, I, it hits, I, I, then you. I give it you later. one more
2: story. I give you one more story. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it's a in the, the epitome of what you just talked about, right? When I got ready to move from my hometown to another city, right? Uh, to a big city, I'm, I'm about 23, 24 maybe yeah someone like that 24 25 something like that and um you know my dad didn't raise me you know and so i didn't have a relationship with my dad to where i could go to him and you know and ask him you know hey dad i need some 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 guidance here and there right i didn't have that kind of relationship with my dad so i i i but at this at this point i'm old enough i'm wise enough I've, i've changed my mindset to where i'm saying you know what i'm seeking for that kind of advice when I was 20 years old, I wasn't looking for it, right? <laughs> it, be, you know, yeah. I, I, I didn't care what nobody would say. So, at this point, I'm saying, Okay, I'm about to make this move, and I'm this is a, a kind of a big step for me in my life, and I need some counsel, I need some wise counsel here. So. I went to a friend of mine, his dad, because I looked at his dad and the way he took care of his family, raised his sons and his daughter, and you know he was a family man. He worked like it's all his brother did, man. He he worked and he took care of his family. You know he wasn't out clubbing like he he was what I looked at. I said, man, this this is like this is what I my idea of what a man was supposed to look like. When I seen how he was operating, I, I just really, you know, appreciated how he how he ran, how he operated in his life, how his life was, you know what I'm saying? How he handled his business. And he was, you know, he he, he was cool, you know, fun, but still at the same time, no nonsense, you know, but handle his business, you know, and um, so I went to him and I asked him and I said, you know, hey, what, what kind of advice can you give me, man? I'm about to make this move. I'm about to go to this major city and, you know, try to put my life in a different direction. What advice can you give me? And he said something to me that I, had, I heard a million times in my life, but for some reason, when he said it that day, it I heard it. He said, All he said, well, he said, make good choices. That's all he said. Make good choices. You know, I'm looking for this, this, this speech, this, you know, this, this, this <laughs> long, you know what I'm saying? He said, make good choices, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, Man, make good. It's that simple. It's that simple Make good choices What he told me Make good choices And Cause like Your your life today Is a sum Of all the choices That you made And, and so from that Now I tell people All the time My thing now Is what I tell I say you too old To be making bad decisions It's the same thing As you know what I'm saying? He told me Make good choices I just took that And I, I regurgitated it In a slightly different way But I tell people You too old To be making bad decisions Man How You you know, you 22, 23, 24, 25, 20, you know what I'm saying? You know, you and you still making bad decisions. Cause that's all it is. Is you making bad decisions. Cause you know right from wrong. Like, right, we talked about another couple parts. You know right from wrong. So now you just making bad decisions. You too old to be making bad decisions. That's my word. That's my that's my word to the youth, to the youngsters. You know, from my generation to yours, you too old to be making bad decisions, man. Yeah. You if you know better. Do better.
3: And that's the part that you mentioned about how, like, and I was gonna close out on my solution and say, you know, Palau, y'all said some key, but right, right before I cut out, I was saying that in Sudan, I believe, it's like a park where the the elderly just sit down. They have these benches where the elderly sit down and then the young people all throughout the day, they can just come sit down next to one of the elders and you know come ask questions or tell them about problems they're going through and they can give them wise counsel. And I think that we need those kind of things in our community because uh, believe it or not, a lot of the younger people are actually looking for it. Mm -hmm. But the problem is Mm -hmm. they don't feel comfortable going to the people that they grew up with because they feel like they're going to be, I don't know, they're going to be criticized, judged, they're going to be made fun of, they're going to be made to seem like they're weak stuff like that. They wanna go to somebody who they can speak to, who's not gonna make them feel bad for being where they are and understand that they're not going through something that nobody has not gone through before. You're going through Mm -hmm. something that somebody else has already gone through. Probably a hundred times can tell you every way out of it. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people are looking for that, but they don't know where to go. So I think that we need to set up like a bridge got to have a bridge between us, uh, between the, the, the youth yeah. and the elderly. And we got to establish something, even if it's something like that, a park or a center or or something uh-huh. where people can sit down and, and, and the elderly can come there seeking to reach out to the youth, and then the youth can come up, come there and seek to reach out to the elders. It's a, a connection. I,
2: I'll, tell you, I'll tell you another way. Another yeah. way, like, you know, because that's a great idea. And I think, you know, what on, on a small scale that happens in the hood, bro, is always an older person that's sitting outside on their porch. And any youngster can come sit up there and, and they'll sit there and, and just and, and bless their game. Yeah. You know, and it's always that one, it's always those one or two youngsters gonna sit over there with the old school and just listen. Yeah. You know, and they be the ones to make it out and be able to navigate their way through. But yeah. I would say this too, though. As a young person man position yourself around older people and shut your mouth yeah just position yourself around older people and just listen and them older people gonna appreciate the fact that you that you're not young trying to you know be grown and, and, and stay in your lane and they're gonna impart the wisdom on you right and you sit there and just be quiet and just listen and they'll tell you everything you need to know and they're gonna say hey, youngster you're all right Uh, And all you did was sit there and don't uh, don't open your mouth. You know, one thing I tell my students now the word listen has the exact same letters as the word silent. Let that be a coincidence, whatever the case is. (laughs) Position yourself around older people, man, and and just be quiet. Mm -hmm. And you'll learn, you'll be surprised what you'll learn and what they'll tell you. They know you keep your mouth shut and listen.
0: Having that much speech in a in multitude of elders,
2: like know. like that youngster with Job. Now you know if you listen, listen yeah. to the story. You read the story of Job. You know Job and his three friends came. One of them was kind of young, and he waited to the end. He kept his mouth shut where well, everybody was talking. He sat there quiet until you know it was his t- until, until it was his time to speak. And he said, "Listen, I I sat here quiet, I listened, and then he and he and he, and he had some profound to say when it was all over. But but he knew how to play his part." He knew when to, you know when to speak and when not to speak, yeah. So, uh, we're gonna give the uh closing words to brother Nyan,
1: yeah. Can y'all hear me, yes, sir? Yeah, I, I would
2: just say, um, you kind of low though, I can hear you, but can you speak can up? Can y'all hear me now? Yeah, we can yeah. hear you just, yeah, but uh, better volume, all
1: right. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, all y'all brothers um gave some real good uh closeouts and with um different solutions to the problem of the generational gap. Uh, I would say that once again, it is nobody res- uh, responsibility. What should I say? The responsibility doesn't fall on anybody a hundred percent, but we definitely have to um, acknowledge our responsibility, the young and the old, if we're going to get past this and get, and get through this generational gap. And I think that we both have to, you know, put, serious effort towards it in order for it to work we have to begin to go towards our elders and you know ask them for advice just like you said brother rob be quiet or keep silent while they give us the advice don't fight against the advice just take it and if you feel like it used for you to definitely definitely apply it and for the elderly they have to actually want to give us the advice as well and understand that you know a lot of times younger people happens to be uh vigor so they have to you know they have to work with us they have to bear with us none of this is gonna um just happen instantly these things are gonna take some time but in due season if we keep it up we will get better as a people having our elders there to actually guide us and that's it
2: right on man so listen this is a good topic i enjoyed this i hope it was edifying for the listen I hope you guys learned something things you can apply to your life things that we can apply to our community to our families and things that help us better serve our God right God family nation you can find us on Facebook God family nation you can find us on Instagram God family nation 144 you can find us on YouTube God family nation but it's all one word lowercase right God family nation all one word on YouTube also the website is coming real 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 soon godfamilynation.life godfamilynation.life or you can type in gfn.life i think both of those will take you to the website the website will be up hopefully within the next week or two if not the next couple days right so check us out there of course you can check out the 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 podcast anchor.fm forward slash gfn we're on spotify and many other uh google podcasts um i don't know a bunch of other platforms we're on as well so follow us on instagram follow us on on facebook facebook yeah uh yeah follow us on facebook check out the youtube the youtube is is we're putting the, the podcast up on the youtube we got many bible studies that are up on the youtube as well Along with, uh, I think we got, I don't know, we still gotta get these other videos up or uh, uh, the channel fixed to where you can see the favorite videos, but we trying to put a lot of informational videos up as well. Yeah. So um, check us out, man. Follow us, you know, like, share, subscribe. Um, you know, help spread the message. Join the movement. God, family, nation is a way of life. Join the movement, you know. is This is not an organization. This is a way of life. We're trying to, you know, perpetuate this understanding that we have to put our God first our family next, and then our nation. A nation grows from the family. So we can get that together. I think we'll be better as a people.
3: Thank you for listening to God's family Nation.